So why on earth would you sell a hospital indemnity plan to a med sub client? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Medicare Marketing and Sales Podcast. We give mediocre Medicare advice to insurance agents. I'm your host, Mike Katorna, and I get it. Well, before we jump into it, let me just say this is a quick episode to give you a little concept hopefully give you some more tools in your arsenal or more ways of presenting coverage to your clients that will help them. So I get it. Medicare supplement plan F, G, and N pay 100% of hospitalization or Medicare Part A. For Medicare Part B, after the deductible, depending on the plan, covers 100%. So why in the wild world of sports would we add a hospital indemnity plan to a med sub? Well, I'm not talking about using HIP for the hospitalization benefit. I am talking about using it for the riders, namely cancer. HIP plans, or which is redundant, hospital indemnity plans, plans, I get it, but it's just easier to say, tend to have more relaxed underwriting than their standalone plans of the same benefit. Sure, that results in less benefit amount, but when pairing it with the Medicare supplement, you may not need that high benefit that the standalone plan offers, especially when you have a fraction of the underwriting guidelines. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a HIP plan and it's the base, min, the base or minimum benefit to get on the plan is three days, $100 a day, right? Now that you've done that, you've got access to all the riders. Now we're gonna look at cancer, and here's why we're looking at cancer. In 2017, the Journal of American American Medical Association Oncology Division published a study about out-of-pocket expenses for Medicare beneficiaries. They looked at over 1,400 beneficiaries treating cancer with Medicare Supplement, Medicare Advantage, Veterans Coverage, Original Medicare, and Medicaid. The average out-of-pocket for all these people was $4,800, and that was in 2017. Cancer has not gotten any cheaper to treat. So now we take that hospital indemnity plan, we got the baseline benefit, now we have access to the cancer rider that has far less of a look back than a traditional standalone cancer plan and still pays basically the same benefit, right? As long as they have a qualifiable cancer event, and a lot of times it's the same on a standalone cancer plan and a hospital indemnity plan, they're going to get paid. So rather than go up to maybe twenty-five, thirty, forty, $50,000 in max benefit, maybe we capped at five to 10000 But you know what? That's going to cover a majority, potentially a majority of their expenses, or at least a lot more, hopefully, than nothing. So if they have no plans on how to treat cancer other than paying for out of pocket, this gives them a very viable way to have extra funds to pay for extra treatments or travel or all the other expenses that comes along with treating cancer. And depending on the needs or concern of your clients, there may be other riders in there that you could look at and say, hey, you you have concern about this, this policy can do this, and we could do it a lot of times for a fraction of the cost or very similar costs, but again, we're limiting the underwriting exposure or limiting the underwriting guidelines so your clients can get access to that coverage. So just this is just, again, a quick episode to give you some ideas on rather than just say hostile indemnity is only for Medicare Advantage plans, start thinking about the riders for other lines of coverage to help give your clients access to care that they may not have with the standalone plans of that benefit. So as always, you can check out medicarepodcast.net for more resources and such. But until next time, have fun 
Make money and give impeccable service.